Hi, this is Michael Ironside, and you're listening Without Your Head. Station of Decapitation Without Your Head. I'm Nasty Neal. I'm Treacherous Trista. And we're joined by Michael Clark, independent filmmaker. He's a lot of things, actually. Actor, director, like a renaissance man. Composer, special effects, all kinds of things on his IMDb. It's very cool to have you here. Hey, thanks. I'm glad to be here. This is awesome. Before we went live, we were talking about action figures. We were talking about action figures. All the old school action figures, He-Man and, and uh, wrestling figures, G.I. Joe, Transformers, all the great toys, mm-hmm. you know. They don't make them like that anymore. Yeah, and Tristan mentioned the documentary on Netflix, The Toys That Made Us. And I don't know why I bring yeah. it up because none of us are connected. But uh, it is a very fun uh, documentary series to watch. Yeah, I want to. it's been on my uh, Netflix list thing forever. I have so many things on that list and I just... I'll look at it and I'm like, you know what? I'm not in the mood. And I just don't do it. But I just keep stuff on the list and then I'll, and then I'll look at it and, and just wait until I'm on, in the mood to click on it. I don't just let it just play. Cause I, sometimes I don't want to, I don't want to get involved. So right. I just turn it off. Yeah. yeah you start watching that stuff and then you, it's like four or 5 a.m. You think like, I'll yeah, watch one more episode and it just goes on. It's a commitment. So I have to be in the right emotional state and, you know, have all my snacks and, wine and all because i know once i start i'm probably not going to stop so uh, you know it's a commitment to get involved in these things so that's why i'm pretty i'm pretty choosy about it yeah i do recommend that series because even toys i didn't play with like uh hello kitty and stuff they're very interesting uh documentaries oh yeah i want to see that i want to see that i probably you know had half of those toys 
I'm sure. <laughs> I did as well. So yeah. uh, for people who don't know, you know, Trista has been in uh, one of your short films. Yeah, yeah. How, how did, is that where you met, or did you meet before that? Uh, that's how we met. We collaborated. Uh, we uh, we were looking for uh, uh, you know actresses and actors to be in the short, and Trista like stood out front immediately. I don't even remember if you did you even you did you even audition. I don't. Even, I don't know. If, I don't remember if you even auditioned. I just know that. No, we knew each other before. We had collaborated before. Yeah, on, yeah, um, yeah. Things, little things, and had been friends. So. Yeah, yeah. I didn't audition yeah. for that one, but no. but I like I like the version where I did and I stood out from the rest. <laughs> but no, I didn't. <laughs> Run with no. that story then. Yeah. No, but we we've known each other for a while, long a long time collaborators on different things. She she's even read some stuff that I was working on that, you know, haven't happened yet. But I love I enjoy getting her opinion on it, and uh, if it was to come about, then we'd work together again. But yeah, we've been long time collaborators, and it was a uh, that that last project uh, we worked on Melanie's. I just called her up, said, "Hey, you you available? You interested? You want to read the script? What are you what are you doing?" And uh, she was like, yeah, I'm down. She, I don't even think you read the script. You're like, yeah, I'm down. <laughs> so she, yeah, she's I'm glad a good I liked it. I'm glad it was good. <laughs> yeah, she was like, she said yes before she uh, before she even read it. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was a leap of faith. She was, like, she was reading. She was like, oh, well, I'm glad I like this. <laughs> she was just, she was just going to do it. You yeah. know, that's just the type of person she is. She, she was going to do it whether she liked it or not, but. <laughs> but it worked out that she did like it so that was good yeah. that's how she became part of the show she didn't even watch it or know who it was and she's like well, I'm glad but she's not glad now she's like oh i probably should have watched this first no, I'm just <laughs> but, uh, that's we're great play, for people who don't know we're gonna play melanie's gambit on the uh and the uh, severed limbs film festival coming up uh in april nice that's a great film festival. Like, how many films are you showing in that? Uh, um, in, in well, thing? usually of uh, the last, because this is the fifth one we did, and we usually have between 32 and I think 39 was the most. So that's oh, awesome. Around 30 or a little. That's over. great. That's great. That's great. Yeah. It came up. Um, originally, was just going to do it one night. Uh, it was, you know, probably a month or two into the pandemic. And I thought, it, you know, one of the things I missed was film festivals. And I thought it'd be a good way to, it's a sore to have one and yeah. uh, and everyone can get together and watch it. And, you know, we do it free so everyone can join in. And ha- It's nice to have the chat room. So everyone, it's kind of like. Take a comment and stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's great. And are you, are you two going to be available for comments and to talk back with people or, are you or, or moderated? Yeah. I suppose. That's we'll, awesome. Yeah. We'll be in the chat. That's cool. That's pretty cool. How many, how many of these films are you in Tristan? In this festival. only two, <laughs> only I two. have to space them out. <laughs> <laughs> Most actors be glad to just have one. You only two <laughs> on this one. Well, we've already just determined that I I don't discriminate very much. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean you 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 know what you have a good instinct about people. So you 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 know that's the thing about it. So I mean I've I've done that too. I've gotten involved in stuff. Just because I knew the people and I knew that they were going to do something quality regardless. So, you know, especially people you've known for a long time. You just kind of like, you know, them, and you're like, OK. Honestly, that comes up a lot on the show with a lot of, you know, independent uh, filmmakers and actors. Yeah. And collaborators, like you said, you know, you get to know each other and, and 
not just uh, like to be around, you know, not just friendly, but, you know, like, you know, they, they uh, they're good at their job. It makes yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. If they're good at their job uh, and they fit, you know, what you're working on, it's just easy to it's easier as opposed to trying to get to know someone and figure it out and, and going through a whole thing, especially on an indie kind of thing. You, you uh, it's it makes things move along a lot quicker because, you know, you can trust a person on set, especially when you, you know, you don't have a huge budget and all this stuff. So, and you, you know, you they're available to collaborate um you know, outside of the boundaries of like just the, you know, uh, just the regular kind of uh, production where it's like, oh, you do this, you do this, you do this, and I'll contact you when we need this and da 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 da. You know, it's good to have collaborators on on set to help the train move because a lot of times you're doing more than one job, you know, and so if you have people on there who can just do their own thing, you don't have to hold their hand. Uh, that's that, that helps out a lot. Uh, when I, you know, did, in, the, in the intro, I was kind of having fun, but, you know, writer, director, and all these things. What, which of those came first? What was, like, the, the first interest? Uh, I started out acting and uh, just doing theater and some independent stuff that was around. And then, you know, uh, got more into, uh, you know, of course, you move along, you get agents and do this and books and commercials and things like that. But started with acting and then I just, you know... Uh, I had all these stories that I wanted to do. And I was like, well, uh, nobody's giving me these stories. To, <laughs> nobody's bringing, bring these stories to me. So I want to tell some stories. So, uh, you know, I'm, I just had ideas and just started out writing some shorts and, and things like that. And I was like, well, let's try to make it, <laughs> you know, why not? And then it just kind of grew from there. Just wanted to tell stories and, uh, the full spectrum of it as opposed to just waiting for someone to like, Hey, here's something you could do. And it's like, well, I got a story I want to tell. I want to do it. You know? So that's kind of where it started from the acting, acting and then just created into the writing. Cause I had stories and then I was like, well, I got to try to tell it. Well, I guess I better direct it then, you know, and I guess I better edit it. I don't have money to pay this guy. So then it's like, you know, so it just grew into making the story happen. So you I take these things on, uh, to do that now as far as uh what i like most i would say the acting and the writing part of it directing is okay i mean if i have to do it you know uh if i find somebody i trust then i'll let them direct it or uh i don't you know editing if i find somebody i trust and they're willing to do it with whatever budget i have i'll let them do that i'm not i'm not a fan of the producing part of it you know but, you know, you just do what you have to do to make things happen. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have to take on this job or that job, you do it the best you can. You learn about it and you don't take it on unless you, you can do it well. So, you know, uh, that's pretty much where the other jobs came from out of necessity. You know, is it hard to edit your own stuff? I, I That's a, something I would always assume. It would be. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 uh, it's I mean, I guess. It, the easy part of it is that you know the story if you're the writer, you know, you know the story, you know what it's supposed to look like because you already saw it in your head. That's the easy part. The hard part is the technical part of it and the the, the time consuming part of it because it gets really, really technical and you're just sitting there, especially if you're not someone that does it all the time. So you have to learn how to like figure it out. So it takes me forever. Yeah. I mean, it takes it, you know, then once I, once I get into a rhythm of learning the, the steps of the technical stuff of the program, 
then it kind of starts getting fun, but it's just really time consuming and, and, uh, and, uh, but you do actually do, it is fun at the end because you do see the story come together, you yeah. know, but I think, I think, I think the hardest part of the uh, editing part is if I'm in it and looking at all my takes, I'm like, uh, I don't want to watch myself do this. I don't want to watch myself do that. I think that's the hardest part choosing, but I do people who do edit uh, friends that, that are editors. I let them look at the rough draft and say, Hey, look at that. See what you think. And I take notes from the pros and then they'll give me some notes and I'll go back and try to tighten it up. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I know just from editing, uh, videos uh for the show and audio for the show i i agree with the stuff i'm in i don't like to hear my own get sick of hearing my own voice or, or see me on, on on video yeah yeah we can add we can edit all that out <laughs> yeah yeah but i i do love seeing the uh other actors performances and how it comes together it's so great i mean you just see some stuff like oh yeah that looks good that's great and then it's some stuff you saw on set and then you go back and you look at it he's like eh. It wasn't as good as I thought it was, you know, uh, whether it's me or somebody else. You're like, I mean, it's not that it was bad, but it just doesn't work. And something you thought wasn't working did work for what hap- what's happening in the thing, you know, in the in this timeline of the story. So that that's fun. That's fun part of it. But uh, it's definitely nothing that I would something that I would choose choose to do. I like to be hands on if somebody else is doing it, but I don't want to I wouldn't I don't want to take it on unless i have to right now trust you have a question yeah so mike like you said i've read a bunch of your work and i know that um it's very genre there's a lot of sci-fi there's a lot of horror but i'm wondering if you're a horror film fan and if you are what are your favorite horror films uh i like uh I like more psychological stuff. I'm not. I'm not a big slasher fan. Um, I like the classic ones, you know, Michael Myers and, and, and Elm Street and the first two uh, Jason movies. But I'm more of a you know Twilight Zone, uh, Outer Limits, the old ones, the original ones, uh, some of the original Star Trek uh, episodes. Uh, I like uh, The Conjuring. Uh, those pictures, stuff like that. Uh, things that, uh, have some, uh, either mashup stuff that has some reality based stuff to it, or if it's not it's really purely fiction and it kind of matches up a lot of stuff, make you think about it, you know, like the stuff that, uh, uh, uh Lovecraft country was doing, uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, so more thriller psychological, uh, aspects of it as opposed to the gory stuff. I mean, I had the gory stuff has a place. You can even mash all that stuff up too in that. But uh, yeah, those are, that's the kind of stuff I like, you know, what were some of the stuff that interested you, you know, before you got involved in making your own things that like inspired you like, Hey, this is maybe something I'd like to do. Uh, I, the, uh, I grew up watching uh, the original twilight zone. So I like that, that uh, beanie, uh, the outer limits, the old star Trek pictures, uh, uh, Indiana Jones stuff, um, all the, the, all the adventure stuff and, um, exorcist, Rosemary's baby, things like that. And so all that stuff mixed in with, you know, uh, uh, 
role role playing games, horror role playing games, and uh, sci fi and Dungeons and Dragons for chill. Or no, I play. I was a huh? big D player. So yeah, yeah, I played a lot of Palladium stuff, uh, Rifts, and and Beyond Supernatural, and uh, Robotech. So uh, Robotech uh, and uh, Star Blazers, those two old old eighties uh, and, and uh, some nineties stuff uh, anime was a big influence too. So it's just a big mashup of stuff that kind of comes together. And then when you mash that up with, uh, I don't know, little things in your own personal life, it kind of just, uh, you, you, that's kind of, that's kind of the influence of the stories I tell basically. And then when the stories come out, it's usually a mashup of what ifs or what if this happened or what if that didn't happen? And then whatever's going on in your own personal head that you know, you subconsciously, you don't know about dreams and, disappointments and blah 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 and it's all mixed up and it comes out as whatever little story you want to tell right or i want to tell i always thought uh role-playing really helped uh with creativity mm-hmm. it does it and it's it's making a comeback now with mm-hmm. the you know nowadays i mean because i know it, it it's it's more popular now than it used to be uh because it kind of i think it kind of fell off a bit uh when all the computer RPGs came out and maybe it kind of fell, fell off a bit. And now it's making kind of a comeback with some of the Gen Z's, I guess, uh, who are discovering it now, but yeah, it's really good for your imagination. I mean, you sit there and you have to imagine all the circumstances. You don't have a, a computer doing it for you. So you have to imagine your character and your, your vehicle, if it's a robot or where if you're a warrior, you have to imagine the ghost and the pyramid. You have to imagine all these circumstances and, uh, it's yeah, it's great. It's great creative training, mm-hmm. I would say. And you you have to act it out. Whether you're, I mean, it's not about being a good actor or a bad actor. You're acting out these circumstances, and uh, yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's, it's definitely a, it's definitely. I, I think it's definitely a great creative tool to exercise your mind for sure, uh, your imagination. Because uh, you know, and then you know, because they're in some acting stuff, uh, <clears throat> depending on who's t- teaching it, or or it's all you know about the imagination and things like that. And if you really want to exercise your imagination, creativity, that's a, that's a good way to do it. Whether you want to be an actor or filmmaker or whatever, it's, it's, it's fun. Uh, when you played those games, were you uh, the game master or were you a uh, player or, or both? I guess. Sometimes, sometimes game master sometimes. And that was fun to set up those things. It's like making a film actually, because you got to come up with who they're encountering uh, what they have to battle. Da, 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 da. I'm sure most people know how this stuff works. I don't know why I'm explaining it, but uh, yeah, it's fun. It's like putting together a film actually. So I was a game master sometimes and then uh, sometimes player. So, you know, went back and forth. It's funny. You mentioned that stuff's making a comeback because I was at Kohl's yesterday, which, you know, it's like a, a big mainstream department store and they had a whole section of, of like board games, but, and not just like basic stuff like Monopoly, but like, stuff that you would only see like in a hobby shop and i thought that was yeah that's awesome (laughs) yeah because you only see that stuff in the hobby shop or the uh comic book shops Mm -hmm. but mainstream shop like cold wow okay yeah i think you can get a target and stuff like uh wow that's crazy i wish i had some of the some of those old games i i remember i sold a lot of them uh sold a bunch of box sets i had back in the day uh yeah, I was bought I, new ones, but I was like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't really have anyone to play to play them with. So, 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, I still keep. I still have. Up. Yeah, you put them up for like for decoration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still have a few books that I use for. Uh, I have a couple of books that I, I, I that I've kept around. Uh, a couple of the Palladium books and and uh, uh, that I kept around, sort of for reference. You know, as far as like looking at stuff and if I'm thinking about story or something and I just kind of look at them and yeah I remember playing the old Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh role-playing game from from play- and that's based off the the old graphic novels which are much more adult than you know the uh the the TM Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that most people you know grew up with it's a lot different than the cartoon oh yeah it's violent yeah I had I had some of those we played actually we played the version when they did after the bomb Mm-hmm. So it was a society. It was still the TMNT uh, rules and all that, but it was after a big uh, nuclear holocaust or whatever. So it was called the After the Bomb series. And uh, yeah, I played that. It was yeah, it was violent. It was pretty. Uh, it was pretty cool. It was fun. <laughs> Dangerous. You yeah. could die easily. Oh yeah, it was even fun making <laughs> characters. You like randomly get you know different animals. And- Oh yeah, yeah, because uh, you know, and then there are so many more characters available after the bomb because there's more mutations. So you had you could be more, uh, you know, animals or whatever it is. So yeah, this has nothing to do fun. with thing, but uh, in uh, civics <laughs> class and in eighth grade, my uh, civics teacher, Mister Kessler, he uh, he for his extra credit, he would always have. Uh, you draw a Teenage Mutant Ninja, whatever, and he would add something silly. And uh, mm-hmm. then you would draw it on the back of your civics test, and he would give you extra credit. And uh, the, I remember, I don't know why I'm even bringing this up, but I guess Teenage Mutant Ninja, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles made me think of it. But uh, for, he did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, not Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Reindeer for around Christmas for the test. <laughs> and I didn't have a lot of time, so I left it white, and I wrote that they were in the snow, and he gave me extra credit. Wow, that's a cool teacher. Right. And oddly oh, enough, he added me on Facebook because he listens without your head. This serious. Because now he, he's a retired teacher and he's like an extra in like movies now. So it's a weird way. Uh, yeah. So yeah. if he's watching, a shout out to Mr. Kessler. Shout Bob out. Kessler. I'm sure he likes me to give his full name out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. People start looking for him. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, Tristan, oh, you have a question? Not about, you know, Bob Kiss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, Robert Peters stars uh, with the two of us in Melanie's Gambit, and he mm-hmm. is um, also a frequent collaborator of yours and uh, quite an actor with an extensive resume, so I'm wondering how you started working with him. Oh, Robert Peters. Yeah, yeah. He's a big deal. He's been, uh, he's been a lot of, he's been a lot of big movies, you know, uh, I would watching him. I saw him randomly when I was watching Catch Me If You Can. He's one of the, uh, one of the guys chasing after DiCaprio and, you know, he was talking, he's one of the FBI guys talking and whatnot, trying to catch him. Yeah. I, I met Peters, uh, when did I meet Peters? It was a long time ago. Oh, I met Peters through some other actors, uh, where I was, I was hired on, as an actor and then I ended up kind of helping out with the script and stuff. I think it was, it was a group of actors. I don't remember what the project was now. It was a, it was a long time ago. Uh, uh, but yeah, I met him through some other actors and then <clears throat> we worked together and, uh, we just kept in touch and, uh, we worked on several things after that. Uh, he's a, he's a good guy and he's, 
he's always willing to work on something, whether it's a small thing or a big, big thing. He's a really nice guy and really good, a really good actor. So we were, we were really, we were really lucky to get him on, on this project. He's, you know, he's, uh, a really grounding presence, uh, really natural. Uh, so it was, it was awesome that, that he was available, wanted to do it. Uh, he read the script first and he's like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. So I told him I'd, uh, he didn't just join like Trista. He read. The- Sounds like a pro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, I also threw in that I, I, you know, pay for his park in Hollywood. So, you know, how tough is downtown Hollywood to park. So he was like, okay, all right. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, free coffee. He was down. It was all good. Free coffee would, would have me sold. <laughs> Yeah, it was great to have him on there. And uh, you two work well together. I mean, you kind of, you, I think that was the first time you met him, right? Or was it? Did you know him before that? Mm-mm. Yeah. No, he's a great character actor, though. I h- hardly recognize him when I see yeah, him you know, work. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, 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 I've, like, I've seen several movies. And then after I met him, then I saw the movies again. I was like, oh, that's Robert Peters. You know, like. You know, it's like uh, I could have seen the movie twice and then he just kind of, yeah, he's a good character actor. So, yeah, you guys play well uh, um, off each other and didn't uh, didn't have much rehearsal either. You two just kind of hit it off and uh, connected because uh, those characters, you know, those characters uh, in a bigger story of Mel and Gambit well, actually did have a connect, do have a connection. And uh, so it came across you guys kind of you guys made it happen. So that was great. Are there still plans to do more with uh, Melanie's Gambit? Uh, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm kind of caught up on a whole nother thing right now. And, you know, uh, so I'm not, not sure about that. I, I do have, I did have a, uh, an, another uh, outline, a series outline and another episode written, but uh, I'm kind of, working on a whole nother thing right now. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. What, what are you working on? Well, I'm, I'm, well, I'm writing this, uh, it's a series as well, but it's, uh, it originally started out as a, uh, I think you may have read it, Tristan long, the first, uh, first version of it long time ago. It's called midnight falls. And it's sort of a sci-fi supernatural murder mystery thriller uh and it's set in a, a, a small town and uh it uh it was originally written for i originally wrote it for tv but then after a few versions and then after some different connections kind of there's an opportunity for it to live sort of as a uh podcast thriller you know just kind of you know uh just like the old radio plays and so uh Speaking I'm of actually, couples, they've actually have, you know, there are some of those now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually, uh, acted in a zombie one a few years ago called, uh, 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 uh what was it? I got the poster, bro. What's the name of this thing? Oh, lockdown called, uh, we're alive. We're alive. Lockdown. So I actually voiced one of the characters for that. And it was great. I mean, the, the, the process, cause everything is about the sound and the, you know, your voice. And it's, 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 a, it's a really, really great pro And it, that, and that engages your imagination as well, really, to be honest. But anyway, so I had two episodes, uh, of that written and, uh, 
but it was written for television and this opportunity came up. And so I'm adapting it now to a, uh, for sound because it's a different, I, those two episodes, I really had to go back and not necessarily rewrite them, but I had to go through and change it. So it's, uh, more for your ears as opposed to visual. So there's some dialogue that need to be added. There's some things that need to be taken away. Uh, so anyway, I'm adapting that. It should be supposed to be eight episodes and uh, thirty minute episodes, and it's it's a mini series. Uh, uh, and so that's what I'm kind of working on now. I, I have like three more episodes to write, and then we'll uh, we'll uh, get it to the producers and see what see what we can get going. But uh, it's a it's a fun little uh, it's a it's a fun little uh, murder mystery. It's like uh, if you like, uh, you know, if you like Twin Peaks with uh, a little bit of extra sci-fi thrown in and uh, a bit more gore thrown in there and uh, uh, some more spiritual stuff thrown in there, then, you know, you enjoy it. Uh, so that's what I'm that's what I'm working on right now. So I'm, I'm kind of just in the middle of just writing that. And I'm kind of at the point where I've gone beyond the original two episodes. And so now that's, it's, it's easier in a way now because I'm writing it directly for sound as opposed to adapting those few episodes, but also I have to come up with, I had an outline of what happens next, but it's just getting it down. And, and uh, so that's, that's the harder part of it now. Uh, so I'm kind of in that, but it's, it's kind of getting the flow. It's getting the flow. It's wrong. I like the idea of the, uh, of the modern uh, radio plays because I like a lot of the old ones, a lot of the old horror ones. That if you go, if people don't know, you can go find those on YouTube or um, on different websites. And uh, you know they're not owned, so it's like you're not stealing them. But uh, mm. there's a lot of stuff like Peter Lorre and Vincent Price, and you know probably oh, yeah. you know, if you love those guys, you know this would be stuff that you're probably not familiar with. You know, yeah, their voices are are, are great. Um, I just did one uh, uh, that I was just voicing a character for that's uh should be coming out uh pretty soon uh frank merle directed it and it's called the gloom and it's a thriller uh and uh frank i don't know you probably i don't know if you guys have frank merle on here yet he's a he's a horror he directed uh some horror films his last film was uh uh from jennifer it's a horror kind of film he's a good guy Uh, that that sounds familiar yeah yeah, yeah. So uh, he uh, he directed this last uh, thing, and uh, it'll um, colla- and another thing I'm working on, which actually I'm collaborating with with him on is he's a he's a director and producer. But uh, there's this there's this uh, trilogy. Uh, it's a feature film trilogy called Doctor Gregory and the Underworld Occult. I think you 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 read that too, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's an it's an adventure. It's a it's the supernatural adventure series. Uh, imagine, uh, uh, you know, Indiana Jones meets the conjuring, you know? So it's a parapsychologist, uh, community college, parapsychology professor teams up with a, a, a detective and they're trying to solve a, a murder that may or may not have anything to do with magic and the occult. Uh, but it's, it's definitely falls more on the urban adventure side of things. Uh, so there's, there's, I finished writing the last two this past lockdown, the last two uh, movies. There's Underworld Occult, there's Season of the Witch, and then there's uh, 
dimensional portal. Uh, so a lot of, definitely a lot of our RPG uh, influences in, 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 in that picture, in, in those pictures. So I'm working with him. We've been, that, 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 that goes beyond uh, me trying to get it on my own. That, that, that goes into trying to like get other producers on to get some money involved and all that stuff. So that's a, that's a whole nother process. So, but, so those are the two things that I've been uh, working on though, for sure. I've had other people tell me that series is uh, really the way to go currently because there's so many yeah. streaming sites and they always need content. Yeah. That, yeah. And so I may end up uh, adapting it for a TV mini for a mini series, maybe. So we'll, we'll see, we'll see where it goes. See how that happens. So uh, M- Melanie's Gambit, we, uh, mm-hmm. I mentioned, you know, if there was anything, you know, plans to do more with it, but what were, what was the original plans for it? Well, the original plan was it was going to be a web series and uh, like you know, 15 minute episodes. Uh, and there was a uh, 15 minute episodes, maybe a 10 episode, uh, five to 10 episode season. Uh, and I think it was about five episode season. It was going to be uh, 15 minute episodes. And, that was that was the original plan, and then I don't know what happened. I got sidetracked on something else. Uh, but but uh, you know, I Melanie did have it had, it had, a, it had a, uh, we had a, a, a live premiere at Michael McCarthy's El Cid Short Nights when he used to do those, and uh, over in uh, Echo Park, and then it uh, you know uh, so that was cool, and um, had it on Amazon, you know, put on Amazon Prime. Uh, but that was that was the original idea, and again, it may still come up. I still like I still like the uh, the premise of Melanie and following her. You know, she's sort of a sociopath in a way, uh, psychopath, one or the other. But yeah, I, I still like the idea of it and the idea of uh, that that this this battle between her and her father. Uh, you know, this kind of chess match. And, uh, I thought about it again when I, when I was watching Queens Gambit, which has nothing to do with Melon's Gambit, completely different style picture. It's just the Gambit part. I was like, oh, Melon's Gambit. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, Tristan was amazing as, as that character. Just really, uh, you know, you could still, you know, even though she's kind of dark and stuff, you can still kind of pull, pull for her. Uh, so there are threads in that story that, uh, still interesting. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I'll probably rewrite the second episode because I read it. I read it recently because I knew I was going to talk about it. I was like, eh, I don't know, I like that. So I'll, re- I'll rewrite. I would. I would end up rewriting it because I think I'm. I think I'm a lot further along. I think I'm a lot better writer than I was when I wrote the second episode. Second episode, I was just kind of writing it fast because I thought we were going to shoot it, and then uh, some some money fell through, and then we didn't shoot it. And then when I read it. Again, after so much time, I was like, yeah, I think I'd rewrite that. I think we could do something different with that. I like the second half of it. I like the first part of it. I like the second half of it. And, uh, yeah. So, Alyssa Hayes in the chat says, uh, hey, Mike, anything you produce has got to be gold. Alyssa Hayes from ATL. Well, thanks. Appreciate you, Lisa. And she also wants to know if there was any inspiration behind the character of Melanie. 
Um, well, the name for sure, uh, uh, was uh, is Melanie. It's the name of Lisa's sister. We knew, uh, back in Atlanta. And, uh, I was like, Melanie, that'd be a great name. Melanie, she's nothing like this character though. <laughs> to just say that, but it was a, that was, it was a great name, uh, for the character. Uh, but the inspiration in and of itself was always a, uh, I always thought of this character who, uh, who had some, uh, psychological issues, but, uh, uh, battling some psychological issues, but wasn't really getting much uh, much help from her father, uh, a narcissistic father who uh, cared more about himself and, and his possessions than uh, the stuff going on with, with his daughter. So I, I always like that kind of battle between these two because, you know, he's a bit afraid of her. So I like that, but, uh, yeah, uh, definitely, uh, that's kind of inspiration for that character. And, uh, the name comes from, uh, uh, Melanie, uh, Lisa's sister, really good, good friend of mine. Did she end up seeing it? I don't know. I don't know. I think Lisa saw it. I don't know. If, I don't know if Melanie saw it. Uh, Tristan, you have a question? I do. Yeah, um, I've been having deja vu, by the way, which is weird. Um, that's not a question. Um, so you've been talking about RPG a lot, and I'm wondering if you're a fan of immersive theater, because immersive theater is really uh, popular as well, obviously before COVID, and that's very much uh, derived from role playing games. Really, I, I, you know, that's first time hearing about it. Uh, is it kind of like similar to those dinner theater kind of things where you, you, you figure out the murder or? No, it's more like um, we'll go sometime. Uh, Mike's in L.A. too. We'll go sometime when um, things are safer. But uh, there's a lot of it and it's really cool. And there's a lot of great talent and um, uh, a lot of um you know, even people that do big budget uh, films have been mm-hmm. uh, doing these immersive theater shows. And um, you go through, I guess it's almost like a choose your own adventure. Like the worlds are, it's like instead of going and watching a play, you're going through a movie and the choices you make uh, facilitate oh. it. Yeah. Nice. And there's a, there's a lot of really great shows with a lot of great talent because it's L.A., you know. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, I didn't even know. I didn't even know about that. I knew about the escape rooms and stuff, and uh, I guess that's kind of like you you merging the dinner theater with the escape room with choose your own adventure. Uh, I know been, there's been some movies come out like, uh, like that now, the Bandersnatch and the those kind of uh, things now. So that's cool to have a live experience that that brings people uh, back in the theater. I think it would definitely bring people who normally wouldn't go to the theater into the theater. Uh, so and the sets fun. are elaborate, and there's big stunts and stuff. It's really cool. Oh. I think you'd like it. Yeah, sounds expensive. Like, yeah, it's a little expensive. <laughs> it's like sounds a little pricey. <laughs> no, but you know, if it's it good experience, then it's, wor- then it's worth it. No. I mean, look, you know, good theater is worth it. It is. I mean, look, it's hard. It's hard enough to get people to go see non-immersive theater, and they claim they 
you know, complain about it being expensive. So, uh, no, I think people, it'd be worth it. I think that's great. Uh, you know, it's building on that whole thing. I remember the Point Break live show that was in Hollywood. Remember that? And they throw water yeah, on you and they break. Yeah, in it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was pretty popular, you know. So, yeah, I'd be, I'd love to check this out. I want to see. I want to check this out for sure. Sounds good. I've never, I've never, uh, I know Tristan's brought this up before, but I actually didn't know exactly what it was. I just pretended. Does sound very cool. Yeah, I haven't heard of it yet either. Trista's in the know, man. She's in. She's got an ear to the yeah. streets. She knows what's happening. Fingers on the pulse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zide guys, like she's she's about it. I've been sprayed with blood at theater, but never not this immersive theater. Sounds good. Not real blood. <laughs> I can know. Speaking uh, of blood, yeah. Speaking of blood, we uh we use the we use a lot of blood on on on, on Melanie's too, and I I we uh I think uh, uh, Marilia we we uh, we shot at her apartment, and she was she was upset because so much blood left over. I mean, we didn't she she didn't stop being friends with me, but <laughs> she did call me. She was like, you know, there's still a lot of blood in this apartment, and. Uh, I'm having a hard time cleaning it up. I was like, oh, I'll come back and clean it up. She's like, no, I'm just letting you know there's a lot of blood. And, uh, you know, I don't know if it stained the, the wood or not. Anyway, she seems fine. <laughs> it's still making it. What happens, you know? It's No, it's fine. I, I think she, she it, it didn't it didn't get stuck in the wood. Anyway. Gary Fox says hello and says he loves all that you do. Oh, hey, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Alyssa wants to know, will you be producing in Atlanta anytime soon? And uh, the acting theater scene is always buzzing here in Atlanta. Oh, yeah, it's big. It's big in Atlanta. A lot bigger than it was uh, when I when I left. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I mean, there's definitely uh, a lot of the, some of the stuff I'm doing here, I could probably, at this point, with technology and everything that's going on and so much happening in Atlanta, I could do it. I could totally do it in Atlanta. And probably be some more opportunities there. So we'll see. I've been thinking about it though. Definitely been thinking about it. Uh, just cause, uh, there's a lot of, uh, there's definitely some resources I could, uh, I could, I could take on. There's some, there's some resources available that I, you know, cause I know people there and stuff. So, and, uh, I could still collaborate with people out here, uh, cause of all this technology and whatnot. You know, we're more of an, we're, we're kind of in a, you know, we're in a uh, we're in a global thing, you know. We're in global connectivity and and, and, and and country now. You record auditions, you're having meetings on Zoom, yada yada yada. And uh, again, the business is booming there. So I've been thinking about it. We'll see. I'm not sure yet, but it's on the it's on the it's on the docket. It's on the think tank situation. Seamus also says hello. Hey, Seamus. And uh, I want to know uh, where can you uh, can you watch any of your shorts online at the moment? Yeah, yeah, there's some stuff on uh, on the YouTube uh, that you can check out, uh, and the Vimeo. Uh, just uh, kind of type up my name, and you can. I'm sure, there'll be a lot of people with my name, but uh, you, you'll, you'll they'll, they'll they'll stand out. You'll see. Uh, so yeah, you can find them on the YouTube. I like that you call it the YouTube. Yeah, the the YouTube and the Facebook. 
right. end of Vimeo. Yeah. Do you have a favorite uh, episode of the Twilight Zone? Favorite one? I would say uh, one of my favorites is uh, the episode with, uh, and I don't know the names of all these episodes, but there's the episode uh, with the pink face people. I really like that one. I like the episode with uh, with uh, uh, William Shatner. He's climbing out on the, the wings. He's of the on plane. two episodes, but yeah, that, that yeah, he's on two. I like that one. That, that yeah. one particular one. And oh, I, I've seen this episode. I like the episode where uh, you know they all uh, the neighborhood. They think it's a nuclear holocaust, and and the one guy he he uh, he doesn't want anybody in his house. And uh, but they all want to. They they're all trying to go to his house to hide out because mm-hmm. he's the one with the provisions and stuff. And they end up fighting, fighting with each other and stuff like that. So I like those three episodes. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them are still topical today. Yeah, they are. I mean, the the writing on those, if you look at it, are the writing still stands up to this day. Just like because you had some of those same writers on that show who wrote the some of the original Star Trek episodes, and the writing is just you watching. You're like, oh wow. That's, the writing is so good because there's a lot of guys who came from writing not just uh, stuff for TV, but they came, you know, writing books and yeah, short science sci-fi fiction. stories, yeah. science fiction guys, uh, Harlan Ellison. Yeah. Uh, so the writing is just amazing. It holds up now and is very, uh, very topical. Yeah. The Harlan Ellison uh, Star Trek episode, that's one of the most famous ones. Uh, it's been on the bridge or forever. So I forget the name of it. Bridge on the... Edge of Forever, something like that. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I was always a big fan of Harlan Ellison on Sci-Fi Buzz. He's kind of grumpy and stuff, but he was uh, was always entertaining. Boy and the Dog. I mean, that's a classic movie. I mean, I I think I, honestly, I think it it holds up now. You can watch it now and still, it it still holds up. Uh, With the young Don Johnson. Have you watched the new series of uh, Twilight Zone? Because I haven't watched it yet. Um, I don't have that streaming channel. I, I, I haven't watched it. And when I did have the streaming thing, I was trying to, I was using it to, when I had it for the, the free trial, I was catching up on the, the Picard series. So Yeah, I was thinking about getting it for a month to binge watch all of Picard, the other Star Trek, and the Twilight Zone. Yeah, I I binge watched all of them. I was like, all right, I got a certain amount of time. Let me try to binge watch. <laughs> so I watched the Discovery, and then I watched the, the the Picard, and I like the Picard a lot better. But that's just my opinion. But yeah, I watched both of them. Uh, so I didn't have a chance. I didn't have a chance to get into the Twilight Zone. Yeah, so, I'm curious one. about because they did a new version of the you know there's something on the wing of the plane. Uh, I'm not sure the the name of the episode either. It's something at Terra twenty thousand feet or something like that. But uh. But because um, I like both versions, I like the old one, and I, I did like the one in the movie too. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, but it's really good. I mean, uh, uh, did you ever watch any of the old uh, Alfred Hitchcock? Uh, oh yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, my mom loves that. Every time I go and visit, it's at they they like to watch the Alfred Hitchcock uh, hour. So you gotta you gotta see that. Uh, yeah, his was more. Uh, yeah, his was more. Uh, uh, murder based and mm-hmm. like, or somebody trying to get away with this or that. Not as much sci fi, but it was definitely psychological. Yeah. When I was a kid, I even had some of the old, there was like these old records. I don't know how old they were, but it was uh, Alfred Hitchcock like telling his stories on old records. They, you know, they weren't very long because they were the records. I have no idea where they would be right now. 
Yeah, he has a great voice too. His voice is so great. Uh, yeah, a lot of good writing coming out during that era. Really good writing. It still holds up right now. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, everyone's saying hello. So, hello, everybody. Uh, do you have another question, Trista? <laughs> um, yeah. So, Mike, do you have any advice for aspiring creators? Uh, I don't know. Just, uh, just keep doing, just keep creating, keep, just keep doing it. You know, just, just keep, I mean, if, even if you don't have a, uh, even if it's something you're passionate about and you, and you feel like you, you have something to say, you just, just keep doing it. Cause eventually, you know, you'll, you'll have an outlet, uh, regardless whether you're getting paid or not. Um, just keep, keep creating. Cause something comes out of that regardless of, uh, whether it's getting made right now or make it made in the future or because there's some things that uh, I've created, you know, maybe a few years back that the opportunity for it didn't pop up till recently, you know, so you just, just keep at it. Just, just, just keep uh, creating and, and, uh, and the, uh, and the opportunity will, will present itself if you keep creating something. Just got to keep doing it. Um, just like this, I was supposed to, uh, you know, and speaking of shorts, I was going to, right before uh, everything get shut down back in March of last year or whatever, uh, I was going to shoot, a, I was going to, I was actually planning on shooting a, a, a short uh, called Mezzanine. And uh, we were, had a great uh, effects guy who worked on uh, Walking Dead. Uh, uh, Frank was going to direct it. Um, it was it's sort of a film noir detective thriller set in a uh, post zombie apocalypse, and uh, it was it's going to be like maybe ten minutes. And uh, I was right before right before everything shut down, I was going to start looking at some locations uh, in L.A. and then it kind of shut down. So again, something like that, I was using that as an example because. Uh, I had wrote that a long, long time ago and it just kind of because of, you know, different meeting different people and, and wanting something to help, uh, wanting to prove, prove something else, uh, to help kind of, uh, uh, as we were trying to shop Dr. Gregory and whatnot. So we have something new that he and I collaborate on show our collaboration, uh, we were going to do that because I just kind of shelved it, you know, and it just kind of came back up. So anyway, I used I, the long story short, just keep doing stuff and yeah, <laughs> things happen. I know I, 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 some, you know, people say that and then they laugh, but I do think that's good advice is uh, if you just think of something and you don't do anything with it, you know, that's well and good, but it's not going to, you know, ever amount to anything. It's never going to yeah. wish that's true. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta get it out. At least, at least get it on the, uh, yeah, get it out some kind of way. You know, if, uh, just like you, you know, uh, there's always venues for something. Get it out on the page, or if you, 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 you know, you want to keep acting. There's even in a pandemic. I mean, there's, there's, there's you acting through Zoom. You know, I mean, I did a bunch of been doing several things with uh, Culver City Public Theater through this whole thing and a lot of zoom readings and things like that. They read 
uh, they read a couple of my things. I was acting in a couple of their things. So it's, it's like you can you keep doing things and uh, you keep doing things. Uh, stuff opens up, you know, uh, creatively and uh, collaboratively. So there you go. Now you mentioned, you know, favorite episodes of Twilight Zone and TV shows. Uh, what are some of your favorite movies? Uh, favorite movies. Oh, it's got a lot of favorite movies. Um, I, I'll, I'll, you know, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll guess I'll use, I'll, I guess I'll name movies that I, that I can watch over and over again. That's kind of how I choose my favorite movies. I like a lot of movies, so I'll just choose the ones that I could put in and just, if, even if I saw it yesterday, I can watch it again. Uh, I'll say, uh, the original Indiana Jones, uh, the uh, back first back to the future, uh, uh, the original uh, Star Wars uh, first episode. Um, what's another one? Seven. Uh, it's completely different from those movies, but I can watch it if it comes on. I have to stop and I have to watch it. Uh, uh, Big Lebowski, Four Weddings and a Funeral. Um, so I'm going a full spectrum here. Yeah, uh, so, but yeah, those those movies, those movies, I, I can I can sit around. And say, I I can search through all the screen, streaming platforms, and then I was like, you know what? I don't feel like getting involved in this stuff. So I'll put in an old favorite, and uh, well, a bunch of those at the beginning I always find interesting because I, I can be kind of a curmudgeon and not necessarily like a lot of mainstream blockbusters and people's like, oh, you know, they're popcorn movies to them. But I think. They used to make great blockbusters and they were still great movies. You know, Indiana yeah. Jones isn't just a dumb movie or, or Star Wars or Back to the Future. And so you can make a big budget movie and it could still be, it doesn't have to be dumb. It could be, it could still be a good movie. No, yeah. It, you know, it's, uh, it's all about uh, having a, a smart script and um, uh, not underestimating the audience and, and letting it, letting the story breathe. You don't have to like, just you know, like those movies the, the the cool thing about those movies they they had space you know they had space for tension they had space for you to think even though there was a lot of stuff happening mm-hmm. they gave it they gave it they gave those movies gave the audience uh those movies uh didn't under, uh, uh underestimate the audience's uh, intelligence or feel like they had to keep the audience in the seat that the audience would be too impatient you know uh so yeah, you could you, you know if you write something really good and and, and uh, yeah, it's with the writing and stuff. Again, those are those are good movies, the quality movies. You can watch them now, uh, oh, yeah. 30, 40 years later, and it holds up. It's funny we say the first Star Wars because to me, Hi, I'm having a cat well, fight. Sorry, fire. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I was say I always just think of the first Star Wars as Star Wars. I know it's New Hope or whatever, but. Yeah, that's why I didn't say New Hope. I was like, uh, I was like, yeah, it's a New Hope, but uh, yeah. Know. To me, it was Star Wars. That's what it was. it was a Star Wars. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it's a lot of lot of lot. I will say, I uh, just recently binge watched The Mandalorian because uh, I was pressured into it, and I actually really liked it. So that is a, a new series that I think is good. I really liked it too. I thought it, uh, I thought it had the the DNA of the original three series three mm-hmm. so that and it had it was really quality uh and had that had that dna that uh and so i was totally totally into it it's great 
Yeah, I've I like the it best ha- thing since the original trilogy. As far yeah, as it is. It is. I didn't like any of the other, other stuff after the, the original trilogy. There's some stuff that you can watch, but you like that. But that, uh, well, Rogue One, I kind of like that. I like Rogue One. I like Rogue, Rogue One. I actually, th- I'm probably in the minority. I actually think Solo is, is fun, but I'm not a big fan of the the new trilogy or the uh, prequel trilogy. Yeah, yeah. So Mandalorian, I think it was kind of the closest to the DNA of uh, the original. Because I really that. like Rogue One, but it doesn't really feel like Star Wars, honestly, even though I think it's a really good movie. Yeah, it doesn't feel like Star Wars until uh, uh, Vader comes out and has his right. big moment. But it's definitely not like a oh! good film or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not. No, it's it's not that feel-good adventure for sure. Mm-hmm. It, it, uh, you know, it's, you know, yeah, it doesn't have that feel good adventure uh, kind of thing. It's it's definitely a standalone. It's a quality picture, but it's definitely standalone from that uh, that feeling uh, that you get. So, yeah. But yeah, my brother pressured me into watching The Mandalorian, but he was right. I, I did like it. Uh, it took me it took me a moment to jump on board uh, too, but that was just because I didn't I didn't feel like you know getting disney plus that was another thing but i gave i was like well i'll get it for a month and i'll binge watch it and i tried to binge watch one division but uh, i'm in the minority in that one i'm not a fan but i you know while i still had uh i still had a uh, i think i watched two episodes of it and then i was like it didn't didn't it didn't force me to want to pay for another month of disney so i was just like it's not i'm fine i've seen all that mandalorian's yeah. And when when the third uh, season comes out, then I'll jump back on the yeah. Disney. I'll probably wait till the whole <laughs> season's over so I can get it for the month and, and watch it all at once. But yeah, that's what I did with the last very two. Cheap I just, the show, but you know, you know. I mean, look, if there's nothing else you want to see on the platform. Right. Yeah, because everyone's I mean, telling me, I was like, is there anything new on there? And they're like, uh, Fantasia. And I'm like, that movie's like 100 years old. Like, I don't really consider that new. Yeah, there's like, if, if there's nothing else on the platform, then I'm not going to. I mean, it's not, you know, nothing gets. I like all those classic Disney movies, but I've seen them like many times when I was a kid. I don't need to watch them all. Again. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, it's, yeah, it's not about it being super expensive necessarily. I mean, it's cheaper than uh, but there's a, so many a, a beer. I'd say add up when you start, you know, like, I yeah, guess. you start adding up next thing, you know, you know, you might as well. Yeah. You have all these different services. So, uh, yeah, if I don't, if I don't need it and I'm not going to go back to it on a regular basis, then. I just kind of let it go. So yeah, so I did the same thing with Mandalorian. I let it, uh, I let it play itself out, and everybody was all, you know, the people would come in. Oh man, they talk about it and, and stuff. Uh, and then once it was done, I jump on. I'd been binge watch it for the month, and then move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need to watch it over many, many times. It was good. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. Uh, did you have another question, Trista? Yeah, do you think a director makes you a better actor? Interesting question. Uh, I think, yeah, having the experience of doing it uh, kind of help. Uh, I, I think I think it helps me uh, definitely figure out it, uh, like it, it more it helps more so uh when I'm looking at a script for the first time, you know, and, uh, just kind of figuring out, uh, uh, where it goes and, and stuff like that. So it, it helps me interpret the script, uh, uh, 
in a, in a, in a broader sense, you know, uh, the connections between my character and the rest of the, the world. So I think, I think it's good experience. Uh, just like sometimes how directors, uh, some, like some directors will say taking acting class or, or doing some acting help them be better directors because they can communicate with their actors because they've had the experience of, of doing it. So I think, uh, doing some directing and then going back, uh, to the acting of it. I think, I think it definitely did help just as far as, uh, the getting outside of, uh, getting outside of just, uh, you know, uh, how, how things affect me also helps how, uh, I'm affecting someone else in the grand, grand scheme of things. Along those lines, what you just said there, like the experience makes you better, you know, as a, a director, vice versa. How about the other things then, like editing and things? Do you think that that experience has helped you? Because then, you know, what goes it maybe you know not to shoot as much or what, you know, gives you a better idea of what to shoot? Yeah, I think I think any I think if you I think if you can jump into any of those disciplines, uh, they all help out. I know after editing, uh, doing some editing one time, uh, uh Next time I went into direct, I can you, you you know what you need, you know uh, how much more you may need. Sometimes you may get you know get enough of something, uh, and because you, you're sitting in any room, so you're like, oh, why not get more of this? Oh, I need more of this, or I need more of that. So it helps technically for sure. Because mm-hmm. when you're you technically you're like, well, let's get let me get a few more takes of this or let me get some more sound of this. Let me get some more of this. Cause you know, when you go back and have to put it together, you're going to need all those things. So it, I think it, it, it helps more on the directing side as opposed to the acting side. But it, uh, I mean, as an actor, you know, if you're working with a director, it, I guess it would say it makes you more willing to, I mean, I'm always willing to give as mini takes and do whatever they need but you you realize what goes into it and you need a lot of material to 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 you need a lot of uh, material and uh, and backup material to make these things happen so it, you you want to be available to do it so yeah it all those disciplines help all those things it all comes that's why uh, filmmaking is such a collaborative thing is because all those things come together to help make it happen and even let's say if your main thing is acting or your main thing is directing knowing a little bit of those things helps you tell the story because you know what the other person needs you know and you know what you need uh so i think dipping into those little things is always great i mean i i even did an experimental little short where i just did camera work i wasn't even in it i was just doing camera work and directing it's a little thing uh it's kind of and just doing that, and I'm, I'm no you know, camera person, I'm no cinematographer, but just doing that, having that experience helped me communicate with the cinematographer a lot better, helped me, you know, communicate with the DP, you know, uh, if I need something, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, it's good, it, it, you know, it, for somebody who, let's say you didn't necessarily go to school for a certain thing, you know, maybe you just went to school for acting, maybe you didn't go to school for directing, you're going to go to school for camera work just picking it up and doing it uh helps you communicate uh and helps you tell a better better story because you have an idea of everything that you may need uh helps you see the whole whole world Mm -hmm. 
Uh, when you mentioned editing and you know, the program, and you just said there about maybe you didn't go to school for these different things. How how did you go about you know the first time when you're going to edit something? Like how am I going to do this? Uh, well, I remember. Uh, well, I remember just watching uh someone edit. Yeah. First time uh, when I was working on a short, and I had someone else edit one of the shorts, and so I would be in the room because I was the director, so I was in the room. Uh, helping choose takes and this and that. And, uh, and I've watched them and, uh, and I was like, okay, I probably won't be as fast or and whatnot at it, but it's something I can figure out. You know, it's not rocket science. I'm not saying nothing. No, I didn't, I'm not saying that. Well, it's not easy, right. That it's not easy and stuff. But you, it's not easy. Uh, but I'm just saying I could, I could figure out enough of the stuff I'm doing. Sure. Editors are amazing at what they do. They, they can do things. I, I would not try to edit some huge thing. I would say, nope, a feature. Uh, if it's a little short and I know where the little pieces go, I can do that. I'm not going to – editors are amazing technicians and storytellers, and they see stuff and hear stuff and know how to do it. But anyway, the point is I watched him do it, and I was like, you know what? I figured I could do this enough to uh, put together my own little things if, if, if I needed to step in. And even 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 with that – I would still defer to people who were pros at it and say, Hey, look at this. Cause I know that's not my uh, discipline. That's not my skill set. but you know, it's, I, it's enough to, so it's just about jumping into it and, and learning from other people yeah. and, and then trying it out. Uh, so that's kind of, that's kind of how a lot of the filmmaking experience came from just working with people who know their job and, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, and I know my limitations, but I know, but just having the cons is like, okay, I'm gonna try it and see what we can do because I need to do it. And uh, so it's a great experience. Just learn from, just learn from other people, collaborators. Again, it just comes back to collaboration. Yeah. Two years ago when I was in LA, um, so I met Trust in person, was on a movie with her and uh, I was staying with the, uh, the director, uh, Michael and Sophia, and uh, I watched Michael direct uh, editing afterwards. And he was like, oh, you don't have to watch this. It's going to be really boring. But it was, it was really interesting. And I also learned just like real basic stuff about, uh, edit. you know, he's editing a whole feature. But like you said, just watching it is a lot. That's a lot different than trying to start from scratch if you watch someone doing something. Yeah, yeah. You have to, uh, yeah, you have to have some, you know, you have to learn from people. That's just. Uh, it's it's so much easier to learn from people with me if i hadn't if i hadn't been able to watch uh it done a few times i would have been sitting staring at my computer for a long long time <laughs> trying to trying to figure it out i think i think nowadays it might be might be a little easier for the the average your your, your layman to, to jump in and, and do it because everyone's an editor now we all have iMovie on our phones Everyone is a basic editor now. Like TikTok, you edit, yeah. Yeah, everybody, like, so, you know, people people now just come up and you, you, they can, they know how to cut this, this, and this. You can do, ba- you know, so everyone's an editor now. Now, those people can't go edit, you know, Captain America or, or Avengers, you know, but <laughs> you have some basic knowledge. Look what of, I did on my phone when I made the new event. Yeah, of how to do it. Like, I, you know, I, I didn't have that on my, on, on, on my, on my flip phone. <laughs> you know, we didn't have that. So I had no basic knowledge of, I mean, until, you know, working with someone who, who had it on their, uh, you know, had, had it on the computer and stuff and who did it before. Oh. Yeah. 
Interesting. I personally hate editing, but yeah, it's, it's very time consuming, as you mentioned. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's just it's good, it, but you know, it 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 will it it it, it for better or worse. It definitely gives you control. Gives you control of your story. The worst part would be, you know, it's good to have other eyes there. The better part of it, you know, you get you put together exactly how you want, and so you get that feeling of like this is what I saw in my head, you know, and you did it. So it just depends. Yeah. Uh, let's also want to know: Are there any actors that you would like to work with someday? Oh, everybody. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a lot of people. It's a that's a hard question to narrow down. Uh, I mean, I, I love uh, I love a lot of the new actors right now, uh, like uh, Daniel uh, Kaluuya. I think that's how you say his name. Uh, I like uh, some of the actors that I've grown up watching, Denzel and and Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts. I mean, I like uh, Amy Adams. I like uh, uh, you know DiCaprio. Now, and and again, a lot of the new actors now. Uh, some of the people you see uh, these days. Uh, I don't even know all the names of all the people. I like Pedro Pascal, and uh, who's in Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't. I want to work with everybody. I can't. You know, I want to work with everybody. Anybody who wants to work with me, I want to work with them. And by, <laughs> you know, I, I want to work with everybody. Uh, you know, um, so just to name a few. And I love the, the directors. I'd love to work with uh, 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 Coen Brothers. Um, David Fincher, um, um, uh, uh, Christopher Nolan. Those are some of the bigger guys that can, you know, get things done. But there are a lot of indie directors who are doing a lot of great stuff that I don't even, I don't even know the names. There's so much content right now, and I see good stuff, and I try to write down who it is. Uh, but it's just, it's too much to keep up with. Uh, but you know, if I meet them, you know, down. You have a favorite Coen Brothers movie? Say my uh, favorite one. <sighs> you kind of a well, think uh, myself. Yeah, uh, that's tough. I mean, they do. They, they, you know, they, they, they cross the gamut. But I, I would say, uh, I'll say uh, Lebowski. You know, but I love Old Country too. I do too, and that one's the one that's uh, not everyone loves, but. I really like old country. I like the, uh, yeah, I, I like, I like the pacing of it and the, the mystery of it. And, uh, it's pretty dark. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It's an interesting, uh, uh, character picture. Really, it really got, uh, the country to know who, uh, Javier Bardem is though. Cause he, mm-hmm. he killed that role. He won an Oscar for it, I believe. If I'm right. The great ending that everyone talks about. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's great movie. They, they, they've, they've, they've done a lot. I, I don't. I'm not. I wasn't. I, I saw those uh, shorts they did. Those western shorts. There's a couple of them that I liked. A couple of them I wasn't really feeling. Uh, oh yeah. They, they've, yeah. They've always they've always done some great some great work. And I thought it started uh, out great with the with the musical one. And, uh... <laughs> yeah. So they've they've always done some great work. Yeah. This has been a lot of fun. I was glad we. It has been a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah this has been good. I, you know, I, I enjoyed this uh, little meeting of the minds here. Uh, I, I love the fact that how you both have uh, the different uh, 
background. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, it's really cool. It works because they're both, they, they both lend itself to this type of talk show, you know, mm-hmm. hers is kind of a, hers kind of witchy, you know, and then you have the uh, memorabilia <laughs> and the horror. It's kind of cool. I like yeah. it. I like the Lucha cat. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lucha. Mike and I went to see Lucha together. Oh, really? That was a, that was an yeah, experience. Yeah, and Lo was shooting it. Oh, nice. Lucha Underground. You went with Brian. Yeah. yeah you, you, collaborate, you collaborate with them a few times, uh, some some good uh, features. Uh, yeah, that was great. It was uh, definitely eye-opening seeing that happen live. It's a lot of fun. But you hadn't like, been before, huh? No. Oh, it was a it was a lot of fun. It's yeah, crazy. that was so fun. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was, it's definitely an interesting experience. And they had to, I think we went to the last one where it was the uh, and they had the cast party and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, we went, to, we went to the season finale one. Yeah, yeah, it was it was great. And didn't you say um, Robert Rodriguez is behind the, those? Wasn't he the producer of those or he's behind? Yeah, he was, I mean, yeah. It, it's oh, not around anymore, but yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. I think El Ray itself might have ended. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, probably uh, pandemic stuff. But uh, yeah, I like. I was speaking that I like Robert Rodriguez's stuff too. I mean, he 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 does a lot of different things, like from uh, the animated stuff to some adventure murder stuff. So, and he he directed the episode of Mandalorian as well. Yeah. So I like his stuff too, and then. And Quentin, Quentin Tarantino, I can't stop. I, I watch, I watch once when I when I can't find anything to watch. I watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Hollywood, or or Hateful Eight. I just throw it on. I'm a big fan, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I wish he could do a. Uh, I wish he could do like a uh, a uh, sci-fi western. I think that'd be great if he did that. Like a, a good, good, bad, and the ugly, set in space, you know, or somewhere. <laughs> All right. Anyway, there you go. Know. Maybe, maybe he'll do some new season. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, this has been great. I appreciate you guys having me on here. Uh, uh, I'm humbled, and uh, you know, that you guys want to talk to me about anything. So, thanks a lot. I just I hope we uh, collaborate again in the future at some point. I'm sure we will. I have, I have some things coming along, and I hope we can collaborate. I and hope uh, so as well, yeah, I'd love that. Neil, it's great meeting you, man. And well. Talking about uh, you know old shows and old toys. You know? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. All right. Uh, if you want a, a new uh, a new science fiction show, I did like Snowpiercer. There's another one I binge watched recently. Oh, I was wondering about the the series. I really, I really liked the movie. I really liked the movie. The movie was great. So I was wondering if the series, how the series is going to turn out. Uh, I, I like. Uh, I really like. Uh, the actress, she's she's such a great actress. Ah, oh, forget her name. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. The, the, Jennifer the Connelly. Yeah. yeah, she's good in everything she does. I really like her. So I, I was curious about it. Look quality, but I just, I mean, I don't have TNT, and I just, I just, I was like, I'll wait until it shows up on Hulu or something another. Right. And uh, yeah, I, I will check it. Find honestly, but yeah, we, we got a uh, screener for an interview. But yeah, it was. Uh, I really liked it. it was, and the first season is very similar arc to the movie it's a little different Mm -hmm. but season two takes a really different turn and so i wasn't sure if i was going to be into it but it it ended up winning me over oh yeah i'll I'll definitely have to check it out because i really i really like the movie um you know and the director of the original movie i mean he just won oscar last he won oscar last year so yeah uh 
But yeah, it's a great story. It's a great premise. I'll, I'll have to check that out. Thanks for reminding me about that. Yeah. But again, thanks a lot. Uh, for, you know, because you guys have some big people on here. So yeah, I'm, I'm you know, I'm I, I humbled to, to be on the show. It's like you guys. I've, I've looked at some of the past show. You have some huge, uh, some huge people in the in the in the genre. You know, in the, the the thriller and horror genre. So pretty cool. Yeah. And thanks, Trista, for setting us up. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. It was great to thanks. see both of you. You're yeah, welcome. thanks, Hopefully Tristan. You. Great to see you. Keep me posted about the immersive theater whenever uh, we can all get back into theaters again. Yeah, yeah. we'll go when it's safe. We'll need it by then. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> all right, so... Thanks, everyone, Bye. for watching. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.